I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As you know, every week on The Arts House, we feature a particular work of art, or otherwise known as the Work of the Week, coming from the Crawford Art Gallery, with the help of assistant curator Michael Waldron. Now, this week's Work of the Week is actually very hard to describe, because what kind of a work of art it is, I can't quite put my finger on. So I'm going to have to defer to Michael Waldron to tell me what kind of work of art are we looking at this week in this week's Work of the Week. (laughs) Good morning, Michael. Connor here. Listen, I'm kind of struggling this week in terms of how to describe what kind of work of art we're going to be talking about because I was quite surprised because I couldn't actually categorise it as a work of art, you know, all the different types of art that we've been talking about. So how would you categorise it? And I also feel that I have an awful lot to learn this week, so I'm very much the pupil. Well, first of all, I I suppose I'll say that, you know, there'll be a test at the end, so you better be listening. Okay, I've got my notebook. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose, yes, the the work of the week this week is an object that I suppose we would classify as decorative art. Ah. So perhaps not fine art, like an oil painting or a marble sculpture, mm-hmm. but it is in the decorative art in that it is something that was made by a skilled craftsperson and enriches our sense of the visual culture of the past. People are absolutely tearing their hair out trying to figure out what are you talking about. If I didn't know what it was, I'd be saying, what is it? What is it? Take me out of my agony. Well, it is, it's actually a family crest. Ah. Um, and, and to be more specific, it's the Penrose family crest. Oh, Maybe that name is familiar to some. The object itself is a carved wooden object, about a bit over two feet wide. Okay. has a fair few little details in it, need a bit of teasing out for us to fully understand it. Because that's the whole thing about a coat of arms. It's all got to do with heraldry, the discipline of heraldry. And that's something that people were obviously very familiar with at some stage in history. And it told a story. You could wear it emblazoned on your suit of armour and people would know immediately how important you were and what kind of lineage and background you had. Or it would eventually adorn your house or an important place in your house or whatever. So it, it actually meant an awful lot to the family. It was their their logo and their their branding, everything to do with their lineage, all in one. And if you wanted to change it, God, 
that was a big job. So they had to get it right first time. Well, this is it. And I suppose I think they'd only changed if you married into a family of higher standing. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I suppose if, if any listeners have been to you know, Rome or anywhere, you know, at every street corner, you see a family crest, really. Yeah. And yeah. um, that essentially earmarks that this is the heartland of a certain family. And equally, if you're researching your family tree, you might come across a, a coat of arms or a family crest. Yeah. This one's really interesting for the history of the gallery, but also the history of Cork, because it is the Penrose family crest. Although they weren't originally from Cork, you'll know their names from Penrose Wharf and Penrose Key. Also, there's a connection with Waterford as well when they did move over. We might leave that story to later because that's a big one. But when we're looking at the carved and gilded coat of arms that's in front of us, what's the main feature in the middle of it and is there any significance? So in the middle is a decorative shield. A lot of soccer clubs would have a similar type of badge. That's a good reference point. The shield itself is called an escutcheon, so it's ah. a particular type of shield. That's our first big word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on with your escutcheon. <laughs> word of the week. So back to the work of the week. We have an escutcheon, so that's shield. <laughs> and on it, there are these diagonal bands of, um, I suppose it looks like black against yeah. gold. And so those three bands that go diagonally across are called bends rather than bands. Right. And then on those black bands are three roses on each one. So you have nine roses altogether. What would a rose signify? So the rose probably relates to grace or faith. And because the origins of this family were in the southwest of England, the Rose, of course, has such strong relationship to the Wars of the Roses and so on. So, you know, the Rose is a very particular symbol in in British heraldry. The Roses are about that grace and faith, but also the bars or bends that they're sitting on, Mm. on this shield, be signifying of protection. Okay. All in the mix here is that you're protected through your faith or through the attitude you have to life and okay. kind of doing things with grace. Now, what, what surrounds this shield decoratively? Well, so we have a what's called a cartouche. Oh. <laughs> so that's our next word. <laughs> the cartouche is, if anyone's interested in Egyptology or hieroglyphics or anything, you might have heard of a cartouche. Yeah. Usually a sort of oval or oblong shape. So the shield is in the middle of this. It's decorated with, at the base, a scroll that is unfurling. Yeah. So as if um, the motto of the family yeah. would be inscribed on that. Yeah, yeah. And then above it, for all the world, it just looks like curtains have been drawn back with tassels. So someone has pulled a cord and it pulled it back, almost like the theatre, and the shield has been revealed. Topping the whole thing off is a fish. And I was wondering, what would be the significance of choosing a fish? I suppose the fish connects to a very specific thing in that there is a family legend relating to the Penroses that connects them back to their traditional home or seat in Cornwall. This was a place called Low Pool. And Low Pool is a freshwater lake right on, on, on the coast. It's only separated from the sea by a, a narrow strip of, of sand, really. Yeah, yeah. It connects them right back to, through their family crest, to their roots in Cornwall. And I suppose the fisheries that were traditionally so strong in, in Cornwall. It may also have a Christian reference because yeah. the early Christian symbol for Christ himself was a, was a fish. 
this would be in Irish heraldry now, so this may not apply, but if there was a fish in an Irish family, in other words, if the heraldry or the herald was designed in Ireland, the fish was actually connected with the salmon of knowledge. So that kind of had its own relevance in terms of education. So you'll never know. There's uh, a couple of fishy tales here that we could follow. The Penroses are a fairly important family, both for Cork and also for Waterford. They were indeed. So our interest in the gallery would be that the Penrose family had one of the great collections of art mm. in the southwest of Ireland mm. during the 18th and 19th century. They really had an extraordinary collection that was renowned and we have a portion of that collection okay. in the gallery. That's kind of interesting for us. But even if we think wider, the businessman named Cooper Penrose came to Cork in 1763, and he married a local woman, Elizabeth Dennis. And they were both Quakers. They lived just off Lover's Walk in a place called Wood Hill. Mm-hmm. They had a fairly interesting life that connected them to Robert Emmett through Sarah Curran, who we've mentioned before. Yes. But also they had cousins in Waterford. In the Waterford Treasures Museum, there are other very interesting Penrose connections, but specifically through the, the two glass companies that they set up in Cork and Waterford. So I think you know where we're going here. Absolutely. One of the biggest exports that the country ever had, well, particularly to do with tourism anyway. Yeah, Waterford Crystal. Waterford Crystal, exactly. Yeah. So Waterford Crystal's origins were with the Penrose family. Now, Cork Crystal obviously never mm-hmm. <laughs> attained the same, the same prowess, but that's where it began. And the Penroses had interest in glass, but also in timber and property and yeah. the arts. So they were co-founders, really, of the institution that Crawford Art Gallery and the Crawford College of Art and Design are, are based Oh, I didn't know that. So it's quite fitting that two rooms have been set aside inside in the gallery called the Penrose Rooms, where you you get a selection of that portion of the artistic wealth that they bequested the country all those years ago. So there you are. I'm a lot wiser. Are you going to ask me some questions now? Because I don't know if I could actually take all that information in. I think the best thing you should do is go along to the gallery and look at this week's Work of the Week in person and the notes that you've written along with the crest and the herald and the coat of arms are also available for people to study as well and learn a little bit more. I certainly feel a little bit wiser this morning anyway. Thanks a million, Michael. Thanks a million, Connor. So now we know the answer. This week's Work of the Week is the carved and gilded coat of arms of the Penrose family presented to the Crawford Collection 12 years ago and is displayed in their 18th century Penrose rooms on the first floor along with paintings, silverware, porcelain, furniture and books from the period. As always, entry is free and it's open daily. And if you want a sneak preview, just go online to crawfordartgallery.ie forward slash work of the week.